Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. It's Thursday. We got the Red Hawk recap, and if you're new here, we talk about all sorts of stuff, top to bottom, relationships, drugs, MMA, drama. We go top to bottom with it, ladies and gentlemen. So, this wouldn't be possible though without our sponsors, Phillips Law. One billion dollars plus one for their clients, trusted and recommended since 1993. Over 1,800 plus Google reviews. Official partners of the Arizona Cardinals and the ASU Sun Devils. You need Phillips. And for our listeners, we got an exclusive call line, 602-388-1669. They have attorney available exclusively for your audience, family, and friends. For any legal advice, free of charge. Phillips Law, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, here. Let's get our posture cranked to the ceiling. Grab yourself your favorite refreshment. Let's have a slurp. Oh my God. Boy, am I parched. We just had a great uh, mid session there with Sean, getting him back in round, uh, getting him back in shape for a five round battle. So that's good. Get myself a little zooter here and we'll talk about what we got coming up. And real quick, I'm also on Snapchat now. Tim Welch MT, I'm snapping my days, top to bottom. Schmitty too, huh? Yes, sir. Jay, your your pro- profile's not public yet, is it? Okay. Why the fuck not, G? We got we got the grand opening coming up. Uh for for the whole gym. It's it's finally damn near completed. I don't get my coffee cart and my coffee machine and stuff until Saturday, and then we're going to get trained Saturday on how to make the best latte. We're going to test out some different beans and see what beans is the best. And um, the grand opening's Friday, though. We're going to have some games, some character stuff for the kids, and then some uh, a photo booth, and then a lot of the merch. I think we have 13 pairs of these shades left. People are messaging me saying, save them some. And I can't be doing that. Come on in, get them. There's the shirts available also, and there's a bunch of other merch available. And when it sells out, it sells out. And I apologize about that. So now's the time to sign up for the Red Hawk Academy. We're taking 25 new students. That's all we can handle right now. So 25 new students. Once we're at that, we're cutting it off. So that's this Friday from 4 to 7 in Peoria, Arizona. And you'll save $150 if you come in Friday. Yep. That's the deal. And uh, showed up yesterday to work, got here a little early, and I go to my office here to get a little thinking done, and I see Schmitty and about three of his little goonies in there just smoking bowls higher than a kite. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Kevin. Don't be sorry. That's you. Yep. Won't happen again. During kids' class? Yep. No. Well, no. No kids showed up. We had everything down. But it would have been during kids' class. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, that's all right. So what are Damn. some challenges of the job so far, Schmitty? Schmitty's, Schmitty's been doing a good job. He's been trying to step up. We had a couple little uh, little flare-ups there at the beginning, but it's been it's been pretty smooth overall. What, Thank you. What, what, what have been the challenges of the job? Um. Well, just making when I get to where I have everything down and I know that I'm doing everything and everything's getting done, then I'm happy. But other than that, no challenges. Everyone's awesome. I'm around amazing people. You guys are awesome. And we're both learning together on things. So here we go. Yeah, you're learning a little more than us, but that's good. 
I don't know about that. No, yeah, you're right. You're, mm-hmm. right. you're right. I'm learning to have an employee and how to treat an employee, but it is is nice. It is nice. Um, it's been good. Thank you guys for the opportunity too. You've been because it is it? fun, huh? You've been enjoying it. Oh yeah, yeah. And Compared it, to Sprouts, dude. Night. There's no comparison. Was night Sprouts' day. job harder? Oh yeah, more harder, harder, and then like mentally harder because you know it's for a company you don't fucking care about. They don't care about you. Uh, more shit, more bullshit. You don't care about everyone's favorite market. Sorry, Sprouts. <laughs> Fuck your corporate. <laughs> Cor- Don't say that because you could be going back. We decided to keep you on for one more month and then we'll reassess. Remember if I, Oh yeah. But if, even if uh, things don't work out with us, I won't be going back to sprouts. I'll just get a different job. Yeah. No going back to sprouts. Fuck mm-hmm. you guys, man. Is there, there's no way we could get a mic on you too, Jay. Is it possible? Well, there's that sure one right there on your desk. Let's see here. Okay. What, what have we been we got a lot to talk about this pod. We got a lot to talk about. Um, but everything's been going good. Been training twice twice a, a day this week. I've uh, been watching this show called Surviving Paradise. And uh, it's a hell of a show. It is a good show. It's like you have to go on there and you have to get allies. And you have to make friends. And you have to almost, you can see how f- good people are at being fake. And becoming allies and just lying and deceiving. And the last one to survive gets $200,000. And boy, it's a fucking funny show. That sounds fun. It's a funny show. It's a well-made show to whoever made it and thought of the ideas. I'm like, damn, that was a good idea. What's it on again? Netflix. Netflix? Netflix. It's good because it's kind of like Survivor. But then they have like a nice villa that they get to go live in. So they try to like make sure they're always going to the villa. But they try to do nice things. It's really good. Yeah, but half of the people live in this shitty camp where they have yeah, to live in sleeping like bags survivor. on the dirt. I don't want to give it away. Just go check it out for yourself. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a good show. We've been enjoying it. Yeah, we have been enjoying it. Um, Real quick here. Did you guys see the Matthew Perry death? Yeah, man, it sucked, dude. What? Why? How did he die, Schmidt? Uh, well, he went and played pickleball for two hours and then, uh, his assistant said he was in good spirits and then he went to go get him the new iPhone and did another errand for him. And when the assistant came home, he was, uh, unresponsive in the jacuzzi that he had. So maybe he, and then there was a story about, uh, his, uh, prescription drugs that they found and people were making a big deal. It's like, dude, prescription medications and hot water at an older age, those don't mix sometimes in our and Matthew Perry, he's he's been so open and honest with all his struggles. That was it was very heartbreaking. What kind of struggles, dude? He he dealt with cocaine, uh, pills, alcoholism, uh, mental problems. But he was work. He one of the things that made me really sad was that he wanted to be remembered for all the people that he helped with the same struggles more than his acting and friends. And that's something I want to just iterate to people is that. Some of the most damaged people can't help themselves, but they can help others. Yeah. And, and it's so hard. No, that is, that is true because Robert Fallis, my old head coach, he was the one who just helped everybody. He had the answer. You go to that dude, he has a, a the answer. Yep. And then committed suicide too. I bet in Hollywood, uh, it's hard. I bet you it's hard just because most actors are freelancers and you probably get invited to do a lot of a lot of things a lot of events and if you take a little zooter up the nostril a little hit from the coke then it makes you more talkative it makes you actually enjoy being there 
But then you start doing it over and over and over. And now it's just like, fuck. Now the only time you can have a good time is you take a little zooter to the nostril. Because that's our thoughts, man. We think, oh, I have to get like that in order to be like that. And that's what I ask myself. It's like, what do I do to where I can be my feel free and be myself without the drugs? And that's the thing. I think for you, your whole life will level up if you just monitor the weed a little bit. Yeah. It cutting back. Honestly, swear to God, Sean making us have to smoke outside has cut back before my bed smokes and just doing it. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to have to keep going up and down stairs and go outside and waste more time to smoke weed. Because I wonder, like, say when you get flustered or something, I wonder if that has to do with the weed. Because didn't. Like your sister would almost get that way a little bit flustered just when you're smoking weed from when you wake up to when you go to bed and then maybe yeah. you're not high for a second and one little thing goes wrong. Not that big of a thing. And it's just like, Wah! well, and uh, yeah, like she would always pick, it's my medicine. It's my medicine. I need it. I need it. But it, I felt like it almost made her more anxious. Mm -hmm. But she was like, no, it's helping me. I need it. It's helping my anxiety. But then she got pregnant and she had to stop smoking mm -hmm. and she was way better off of it. And she couldn't even believe it herself. And she smoked all day, every day. Yeah. And she felt way better when she, and it was hard for her to stop, but she had to. Mm -hmm. And she just quit cold turkey and she was way better. I thought, I was like, I didn't know how she was going to react not having it mm -hmm. and being pregnant. And she was way better. Damn. I feel like now, especially since now you got a good little routine going with work and your workouts now, mm -hmm. I feel like you wouldn't need it as much as you used to when you didn't really have anything going on or you fucking hated going to Sprouts or even before that when you didn't have really a job. 100%. You had to sit there and deal with your thoughts all the time. 100%. So that's good you're cutting back a little bit. Well, because like, the more you enjoy your life, the less you need to numb yourself. And yes. then you can kind of use it instead of numbing as like a little treat at the end of the day. 100%. And our a reward. And our brother Schmitty here uh, ended up scoring a little pussy this weekend. I did. So let's get him around. Thank, for that us. was for you, Jobins, because guess what? Let me just say, the first time Sean throws me a lob and actually helps his boy out, I fucking slam dunked. You know what I mean? Well... It, I mean, it, it, it was it was that girl, too. I mean, that's just like, it wasn't really. Hey, but man. what did it do to you? What did it do to the, you? When you showed up to work, your traps were three to four inches bigger. <laughs> standing much taller. I'm like, wow, I can deal with some bullshit that I've been dealing with. It don't bother me as much. <laughs> Damn. That's oh. nice. I like that. You that's know what I mean? Good. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't get pink eye. Yeah, no, Lord had my back on that one. It was a full moon that night, Jobins. I think this girl, she's. I, I'm liking to pretend that maybe she's not slutty like that all the time. Oh, she's it, not. She's it, a virgin. Yeah, she was. <laughs> it was just the roll of the luck of the dice, baby. Full moon. She did have some a good pair of butt cheeks on her. Dude, she was very attractive, very beautiful. But here's the thing, too. It's like, damn, I don't want to be that guy that every time I get laid, it's the talk of the town. And then girls are like, oh, if I fuck him, I'm just going to be talked about. It's not like we said any names. It's like no one has a clue. True. Well, yeah. every time everyone's like, oh, that one girl. I'm like, yeah, damn. Ah, it's all good. Okay, yeah. so this guy named Ray Dalio, he wrote this book called Principles. And if you get the the full Principles book, the, the first part of it is a lot about his businesses. And if you're not like a business person, you're not really going to like it. But the second half... And the last half of the book is so good. And then he has a, a more simple breakdown of it, a principles like type journal thing. And this guy is so smart and I love learning from him. It talks a lot about just communicating with people and different types of people. Um, 
So I'd recommend that book. And this is what he said about shapers. He said, shapers are people who can go from visualization to actual actualization. A lot of people can visualize shit, but they, they can't get it done. And he said, he said here, I've found that shapers tend to share attributes such as intense curiosity and compulsive need to make sense of things. Independent thinking that verges on rebelliousness, a need to dream big and unconventionally, a practically practicality and determination to push through all obstacles to achieve their goals and a knowledge of their own and others weaknesses and strengths so they can orchestrate teams to achieve them perhaps even more importantly they can hold conflicting thoughts simultaneously and look at them from different angles that's a superpower right there they typically love to knock things around with other really smart people and can easily navigate back and forth between the big picture and the granular details counting both as equally important People wired with enough of these ways of thinking that they can operate in the world as shapers. Shapers are very rare, but they could never succeed without working with others who are more naturally suited for other things and whose way of thinking, acting are also essential. So that's a good one. That's a good one. And that's what I strive to be as a fucking shaper. I think you definitely are. Like when I read that, I was like, yeah, that's 100% you. Trying to orchestrate the right people to run shit, or what is it? Definitely, and then always you're always super curious about thing and you're everything, and you research it yourself, trying to make sense in your brain. And like, even if you don't understand a word, like you'll Google that word and like find the definition to make sense of it. Or yeah, trying to orchestrate people, putting them in the right spots so that it's successful. And like, you see this vision, like even room two, like I'm like how are we gonna do this? And I'll like have ideas. You're like, no, I want it this way because you have this vision already. And I can't see it. Even when we moved into this gym, it was a furniture store. And I'm like, what are we going to do with this? Mm -hmm. And you already had the vision. And I just start going into motion with you, you know, and doing it. And then I start seeing it. But you always have that vision first. And then you always have the right people to help us do things. Mm -hmm. we got a good team. Yeah. And it says independent thinking that verges on rebelliousness. That's definitely you. Like you're a rebel, but not to where it like causes harm or like ruins things it's like rebel to like go your own way and create your own path mm -hmm. yeah what do you think about the shaper schmidt i love it i think it's everything about our whole squad mm -hmm. who's so the too. shaper in the squad do you think i think all of us are in what ways would you call yourself a shaper well, I, me and Brendan's podcast and all the things that I want to do that I'm manifesting, and I'm, I haven't been able to do it without the other great minds of the, so that I'm surrounded with. Mm -hmm. um, you guys might not think it because I'm stupid in some ways with like getting healthier and some shit, but I am too always a very curious person on what is and isn't, what makes sense of the whole universe and life and everything and so many aspects of so much things that involve everything. So. And the shape it said a shaper equals a visionary, a practical thinker, practical thinker, and determined. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel like that's you. And I think also like been able to see like both sides of a conversation. I think that's that's tough. Really hard for a lot of people to like be like, okay, how are you thinking about that? Like, if you're fighting with your roommate or fighting with like in a relationship, and you're like just seeing your side and you're just talking over the person and. That's not going to get you anywhere, but you're really good about like seeing it from their side. Even if, if it's me, if it's one of your friends, you're like, okay, how are they seeing this? And you're really good about doing that. And that resolves the conflict and you're not scared of the conflict. You're going to bring stuff up if something's wrong. 
I got something. There's degrees in shapers, baby. You're a black belt. I'm a four-stripe white belt. No, I ain't no black belt. I think you're a black belt. Hell no. In 20 years, when I have some serious knowledge under my belt, right now I'm fucking getting started. Because there you go. So how do you mark it? Is it knowledge? Is is it success? What is it that marks the degree of a shaper? But I don't know if there's like degrees of shaping. I think it's just the person like that says it's very rare. I think you can have like maybe one or two qualities of a shaper, but a shaper has all those qualities. What if you have a shaper that doesn't have the opportunity? What if there's someone out there that's shaping, but they they just can't meet somebody that needs that pushes them in the right direction? Like they a shaper needs. I don't think so. I, does a shaper need that, or do they make what, it happen on their own? No, they make I thought it that's what you said with like the. Uh, no, no, they run into people who help them. They put those people in the places they need to be to be successful. Like they, Tim's always really good people. about being super kind to everybody and like meeting people, and then he's like asking what they do, and like like Sebi, for example, like just met Sebi at gents like he was boxing and then tim's like you should come try jujitsu and then like realize what he did and sebi like helps us so much with all the construction stuff just certain things like that well it says a a knowledge of their own and others weaknesses and strengths so they can orchestrate teams to achieve yeah because to achieve them you know you're not good at construction and you don't know how to do it i don't know i know i'm not good at editing fucking jay knows how to do that exactly yeah being able to orchestrate that so fire shit yeah, it it really is. It's a good, but you guys will enjoy that book if you get that book. Uh, I guess depending on where you're at in your life. Um, what else here? Oh yeah, and one of my students had a fight this weekend. I uh, I really enjoy looking at these guys. These guys, I make friends with them, and I turn into their coach. I really jujitsu wise and MMA fighting wise, I enjoy looking at them and seeing what they need to be good. Almost being the brain, the brain behind their skills a little bit. And I really fucking enjoy that job. And I've always enjoyed that job. I think you've naturally always had that because you love MMA so much. And you've been a lot around a lot of coaches to where, like, that's the program. You're going to go to this program. And that could totally change that fighter and not for the better. But you're really good at seeing what they're good at. or Again, their strengths and their weaknesses and doing your best with what they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fucking thankful for that because right now we got so many young up-and-comers that are working hard. And this gym is so new. Like, we're so new. I don't have any homegrown brown belts on the mat or black belts. I mean, soon. Soon, I mean, five, six years, we probably have a whole group of black belts. You see some gyms where there's like seven, eight black belts on the mat every night. It's fucking sweet. I can't wait for that. But like when we started, like, JX was the only blue belt. That's sick. (laughs) Was I a blue belt, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not, not quite. So I got my blue belt quick from last, but I stayed at blue a long time. Yeah, yeah, you ended, turned it up, turned ended up being a really good blue belt. Um, good shit, I want to see some of these UFC announcements here, some of these UFC fight announcements before we move on. We got a bunch of Patreon questions that we'll dive deep. People love talking about JX's grips when he's not around. They're always talking about how, grips. Yeah, your grips and the gi. Yeah. How strong they're like some of the biggest guys are like i can't get his grips off me <laughs> and you're this little guy yeah when you don't know any jujitsu you don't know any jujitsu and you go with someone who knows jujitsu and knows how to use their leverage with their body you think they're so strong you're like what yeah. the this guy's yeah. so fucking strong it's like no he's just doing the right technique That's makes cool. him feel so strong yeah i'm strong little wizard you are strong you are fucking strong for your size um <laughs> That Modern Wisdom podcast we've been listening to a lot, mm-hmm. that's been 
if you haven't listened to his podcast, he has a lot of really good guests and it varies a lot. Uh, but he just had Andrew Huberman on and they were talking about how all the girls now say they want a Huberman husband. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because they want a guy that's like into red light therapy, does the cold plunge, healthy, like does everything like healthy. So they wanted Tim? Yeah, I already have my Huberman husband. Oh, fuck. Holistic Bay. So now you're like a popular guy now. <laughs> because of that stuff. Yeah. But I you like, were doing all, we've been doing this for years, like, mm-hmm. but now it's popular and girls find it attractive now that guys are doing this and they want a guy that does that. That takes care of themselves. I know. Yeah. And like <laughs> works out and like into cold plunge and like, like they were saying like the cold plunge uh, for like doing something hard. It's like instant. Like you don't you don't get a warm up like on the treadmill and walk and then do your run. You just like instantly hit that cold and like mm. challenges you. You know. Fuck yeah, it does. Do you do you have a is there a cold plunge at Mountainside? No, I wish there was. You guys' pool will probably start getting cold. Yeah. Oh yeah, it will. Yeah, for you sure. should just jump yeah. in there every night. We used to do that at our pool. And I got a perfect mapped out twenty minute walk around my neighborhood. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is. Because he was Did talking a lot about that. No, pizza of a nightmare to take on a walk. Oh, Just really? wants to shit everywhere, bark at everything. It's like I'm gonna go on a peaceful walk myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whoever trained that thing. Oh, I know. What a fucking pile. Uh, <laughs> he also had another guest. Her name was the Sadia Khan about relationships, and I've listened to a couple podcasts with her, and she's really good. Yeah, but that one was good. I listened to that also. I sent that to you, Schmidt. It's really, really good, and she was also on. Um, School of Greatness. It mm-hmm. was a really good podcast. But I want to ask you three, like, what do you think a masculine man is? You're looking at him. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're looking at, yeah, you're looking at Tim. There's one. Why wouldn't you but say But what are, masculine? like, his qualities? Like, what do you think the well, good qualities? Because everyone's like, oh, toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. But girls want a masculine guy. I know. So I what is the good qualities of a masculine guy? The good qualities is, well, uh, you have your head on your shoulders so you're accomplishing the goals and lifestyles that you want that are healthy and you're not a piece of shit uh you're you make healthy decisions all around you have a regiment uh would you call yourself a masculine man uh i need to work on things i need to work on things not triggering my emotions and letting it control my energy so that's a little bit of weakness i get like but when, the fact that you're admitting that is already a good step. I know, but it's when the, it's so hard because yeah, I can acknowledge it, but then when it's in the moment, it's when in that moment when you feel that mm-hmm. but controlling I think it. Everybody gets that, and then it's yeah. like reacting to it less and less, or like yeah. coming back to it quicker. I think with me, it's like when things are done wrong to me, I care so much because I wouldn't do it to them, and then it's why it's like why would you do that to me when I wouldn't do it to you? And I get frustrated. Don't take it personal. I know, right? There it is. Yeah. What's that? Stoicism. There it is. Yeah. Why I should I let like someone that. else's thoughts and things control my emotions? Because then I'm do then because what I hate is when I am fired up, I might say or do something that I regret moments later, and that's the one thing that always kills me. So there's one thing that I need to work on to be more of a masculine man. Just not getting fired up by other people. Yeah. I would. Well, you say that's masculine? Just not getting fucking. I think it's just up. being okay. emotionally intelligent. I think yeah. that's more that. Yeah. yeah, and that makes you masculine. I think that's yeah, a masculine. But like, what does a girl look for in a guy that's like masculine? That's probably like the one positive. that takes care of themselves. Someone. Yeah, maybe maybe safety, maybe provided for. Mm-hmm. Feel provided for. I feel yeah. safe with this guy. Yes, those um, are huge things. I feel like the safe thing is huge. Yeah, 
Six okay. foot five Schmitty always makes a lady feel safe, and that's a. But you were scared to go to the dollar store with me. <laughs> oh, I, well, hold up, Why? hold up. Can we talk about where we're at right now? <laughs> I think everyone right made, here. You know what it made me think? You know what I mean? Think, man, I need to take some serious lessons and start holding. You know what I mean? What do you mean? In case someone comes and tries to rob me and poor Mariah when we're trying to go get some fucking paper towels. In your booty shorts. <laughs> yeah. He's going to expect me to defend us. I know. Uh, Mariah, you, you're a higher Triangle, degree. Mariah. Triangle. Triangle, please. <laughs> I'm like, here's huge Schmitty. I'm like the scared going over there by myself with all yeah. the homeless people. And I'm like, I'm tiny. And then I'm like thinking Schmitty's tough. And he's like, I'm scared to go over there. I know. But just to know, if we did what and something happened, it would be. I'm about to die or this person's <laughs> about to die. So But that's why I feel like so safe, like with Tim. Like he's like, What the fuck are they gonna do? Like whenever yeah. I'm with Tim, I feel so safe. Like yeah. nothing's ever bad gonna happen. Someone pulls a gap. I know. Yeah, I know, and then he's <laughs> shot six I times. Just crumpled to the ground. Sorry. I just Yeah, because the difference I'm I'm a little more rational thinker with you. You're, you're a weapon. You're a human nature weapon. So everyone you look at, you're like, oh, I could just kill you. And they don't even know it. I'm six foot five, big. I'm a threat just walking up. Mm -hmm. As soon as I, if I just walk up to someone, they're exactly. already, they're already like, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy about to do? They look at you and they go, <laughs> they go, this ginger fuck ain't going to do a thing to me. And then they're dead. <laughs> no, I don't get. I don't get. Well, it's because attitude. You are buff in the ears. In his ears. Yeah. Ears. Would you say? Would you say discipline? Like discipline is masculine, or having like yeah. willpower is masculine? Mm -hmm. I would say so. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, I think say, those are positive things. I mean, I think the feminine and the masculine can both have negatives and positives, and you try to bring out the positives in both. So, Balance. what would be like more feminine? What would be the? Would you like nurturing, caring, um, like a girl probably doesn't want to have a guy that's always just nurturing and caring like we do want that but we also want a man like if i'm gonna be just a bee for no reason and i'm just gonna lay in yeah mm -hmm. a bitch for no reason and just lay into you and like you're just gonna sit there and take it and i can just run all over you that's probably not gonna work out so girls want a guy that says bitch hold up like an alpha that's yeah, an like alpha. alpha. Like, doesn't yeah. let her just get away with being being. Like, obviously not. Like, you run my yeah. life and tell me what to do. But if I'm gonna just be a bitch for no reason and just be like, okay, well, I'm not gonna hang out with you because I'm not gonna put up with this attitude. Mm -hmm. Like, you can go in your room until you're done. <laughs> like, yeah, like stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. But like um. So, what kind of woman? Like, girls are also like very indecisive. They're always like, I don't know. Like, where do you want to? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they want a guy that's gonna make the decisions. They don't want a guy that's gonna be like, I don't know, what do you want? Like, no, they like you do that. You make decisions. Like, you know what and else? That's very attractive. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what else fucking sucks though? That the society we're living in right now, broke bitches expecting rich guys. Yeah, and that sucks. It's like, hold up, bitch, you ain't even got nothing going on yourself, and you're expecting us to be the fucking. Yeah, I hate that. Both Mariah and I coming up, we were both pretty broke. Mariah would work full time just to pay her bills. I would be scrounging around, being fighting, and then we just. I kind of had my thing. She really, really contributed and helped, helped be creative, helped put things in place, helped make it easier for me and kind of grew together in that way. Yeah, that's fire. I think if she knows, like, remember we are talking about it, if she knows you have a goal and purpose, yeah. I'm sure she saw you training. and uh, yeah, yeah, true. You know? Yeah. And you yeah. saw the same thing in Mariah with her horses and everything that she had going on in her life. But if, yeah, if the girl's like, okay, this guy's broke and he, he's not hustling to do anything. And I'm broke. And I'm not doing anything. Yeah, she, 
yeah, who knows? Yeah. So is there a type of girl, I wonder, that wants a guy that's just Mr. Perfect? Mr. I'm so... What's perfect? No, whatever, whatever, like the classic perfect guy, you don't want to piss her off. You don't want to just, you're just, yeah, whatever you need, babe. Whatever well, you need. She was saying like on there, like, um, like the nice girl, are the nice guys always get with the crazy bitches? Because if you're like healthy, you don't want the nice guy that's always so nice, so nice, so nice, because it's not masculine. But, um, and that the girls that do want the nice guys are the ones that are going to manipulate them and take advantage of their niceness and yeah, take all their money and manipulate them emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I'm so attracted to broken girls, man. It's like, I just want to fucking help them. I'm like, look, look life could be beautiful. Stop and, being so sad. Yeah. You think you're just going to go in and save them and change them. And you're not. I know. And well, how can you save them if like you're still working on yourself? Exactly. Know? Or when they don't want to make the changes themselves to have a better life. Like or when, what about when you're in a sad mood and they go to you? Life's not bad. It's why, don't be so sad. And what do you say? You're just in a bad mood. A, no, we end up having a deep conversation. Then. Or it's you, deep. Or and then we end up feeling good. Well, and <laughs> she was also saying how like, um, like <laughs> when you a child, like mom's very nurturing and caring and you feel like safe with mom, you know, she's very nurturing and caring. But dad is like the rough and tumble play, like you play rough with him, you're not scared to hurt his feelings and tell you how you really feel about him. And like mom, you have to kind of tiptoes around those relationships. So if you don't have a dad, you don't ever learn to like kind of stick up for yourself or be in those tougher situations. So it's interesting. You don't know how to stick up yourself in those tougher situations. What do you do then? They just get emotional and- Or like, just like, like oh well i didn't like that but i'm just gonna be like i might lash out but then be like oh no it's fine never mind because i don't want to make you mad because like mom you don't want to hurt her feelings but dad he's tougher so he can take it i'm sure that's not for everybody too i'm sure there is someone out there with some badass mom that some gangster ass mom that didn't have a dad there's definitely like you know what i mean yeah but there is but it was interesting yeah that podcast is really good if you guys want to check it out yeah it gets real deep uh so we're on Patreon here, and we got a, a lot of questions, so we'll start with some of them. Uh, Bobby Green versus Dan Ho- Hooker, who will get the W? That's a fucking sick fight. Yeah. That's a slugfest, I think. Three-rounder. Th- who do you pick? Like, Well, Dan Hooker is much taller and longer, right? Yep. I'd like. So I, I'm thinking Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker gets it done. Yep. Man, I could see it going that way, too. Probably, maybe by decision, because Bobby Green's been looking real good and wild lately. He does get finished, though, so... They both Gator, do. Gator Granado says, "Yo, Hawk, I'm part of the my, I'm at the part of my career where I should be trying to get some sponsors. How do you recommend approaching local businesses? Like what to say and shit. A lot of a lot of local businesses. I mean, they have some extra bread to sponsor a, a, a person or athlete. Roll in there, say, hey, I'll put your logo on my shorts. I'll, I'll give you a shout out on my social media. I'm an aspiring fighter. This is how many times I train. I'm really passionate about it. And ask them for maybe 250 bucks or 350 bucks." Um, and just ask them. It can't hurt. The worst they're going to say is, oh, no, not right now. Sweet. Go to the next business. Or not reply. Yeah, or go in in person. Yeah. Okay, here we go with Connor. What's your biggest turnoff? Biggest turnoff? Bad breath. Yeah, bad breath. That's definitely one. <laughs> it's like, one. you fucking sick fuck. Uh, what, what was another one? What did I say the other day? What was a big fucking just turnoff for me? I forgot about it, but well, yeah, bad breath is definitely one. Uh, another question here is what should, what's your biggest pet peeve or biggest turn off on a girl? Honestly, one thing that 
it irked me when I was in my other relationship is my girl would treat people like so if we went through a fast food people who would just help us with shit complete, completely ignorant and just not receptive bitch to them and I would always be like yo just kind of fucking be nice to like everybody so that's one of my things like shit's better than them yeah and it was like just being how about you Jay that's you just turn off like I don't know like are you thinking in a relationship or are you thinking I think it's different like if you're just trying to hook up with a girl I don't think you're looking that deep into the girl no yeah. no that was or just something trying that, to date her. But say you're say you're trying to hook up with her and you roll up to her and you start talking to her, what's something that could turn you off right away? Like super materialistic. I think I agree though, Shmini. I think everyone should work like I never did, but I've always been I mean, you gotta go out of your way to be super nice to these waiters and waitresses yeah. and all these people working these jobs. It's like, come on, don't what if a you're smile. a fucking douchebag, you deserve to have your ass beat. Yeah. Um, because Jay was a waiter for a while, yeah. right? Was yeah, there some sure. cunty people? Oh yeah, all the yeah. time. I was like, I don't understand how you're gonna be rude to the person handling your food. Yep. Because I'd do some shit to him. Me right? too. Oh yeah. Have you? <laughs> Maybe. For <laughs> <laughs> real though, I don't get it. Like, why? That's like being rude to your mom or something. There's no reason for people to just treat you like shit for no reason. I think for me, it's just like when you're, you're having a conversation with the girl and you're just like, damn, she's so like dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that is annoying too when they what, just don't what? stop talking. Oh, like what kind of things do you think would be think a girl's dumb? Yeah, Schmidt. Well, that one night when we had the Airbnb, there was this one girl who was just literally like talking to herself almost and just kept rambling on about weird shit. And it was like everyone in the room was like, okay, just stop talking. Mm-hmm. And she just kept talking. Yeah, they're talk. fucked up too. Yeah. Like, that to one was weird though. That was like, okay, that's annoying. But yeah, like right off the bat, I guess a turnoff would be, I know I'm working on me. I hate myself that I'm fat. So I'm hypocritical saying fat. Yeah. But if a big bedridden girl's like, I know <laughs> if she's what though, what, what if she has, if she's you, big? What, if, what if she's, she has a feminine, more feminine body, but your same body. What would you do? Oh, like me, but a woman. Yeah. I'd be like, well, we need to lose, same butt but hey. Motivation. Let's do. Let's get some motivation going and watch what we could do. But what would your thoughts about her be? I hope you have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's fucked. That is. I was nice. I hope you have a wonderful day. Nice seeing you. you. Nope. Nice. Hey, nice seeing you. You Have a wonderful day. Fuck you, fat ass. (laughs) I know. I'm going to work on myself, baby. (laughs) Let's go together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What should every purple belt know ah man every purple belt should know like have a couple different guards that they really like have some sweeps that they're really confident in really know how to escape side control multiple escapes escape mount you know but escape the back getting put in bad positions and know automatically how to get out of them without even thinking but there's levels of purple belts too there's those purple belts that are brand new purple belts and they got rushed into purple belt maybe maybe not then there's purple belts where it's hard to get promoted up and now you've been a purple belt for th- coming up three years like jay yeah so Isn't that crazy that's good shit though baby time flies brother purple belt you should be good at jujitsu when i yeah. when i see a purple belt roll in here i'm like i expect them to be good and a lot of times yeah. i hate to say it a lot of times they're not Oof, and i'm like true. wow that's not so that awesome. good that's awesome though because then if they like you and they stay committed you could sharpen them into the purple belt they need to be but there's different types of purple belts. There's guys that are hobbyists that train two to three times a week. And if they're training for seven, six years, five years, like they're probably going to be a purple belt, but not like a competitive purple belt too. There's different levels of purple belt. There's ones that are competitors. And there's ones that are just kind of, I do this to get in shape. 
See, that's and, cool. and learn some stuff. And learn some stuff. I feel like when I first got my purple, I didn't feel like a purple, but now, like, I feel com- I roll with anybody. Black, yeah, any black belts, brown yeah. belts. I'm like, I feel good. Yeah. Anytime you get that like up level, you're like, oh, I don't yeah, want I that. Know, like, I don't deserve it. <laughs> I don't want that. It's weird though when I do promote people, I see their. It just I don't know it's something about it. Something about their mind. Something. About, Maybe they think they need to take it more serious, so they do more studying. Yeah. But I see them on the mats the next week and two weeks. It's like, damn, they're even. Well, they learn leveling up, literally. Everyone here knows that you don't give out belts. Yeah, you gotta earn. Like it. you have to earn it. So then I think like they might like it's scary at first. You're like, oh god, now I have to up level. But it's like, okay, well you believe in me. You wouldn't give me this unless yeah. you thought it. Mm, that's good. Uh, ways to change perspective. Ways to change perspective. Deep breaths and thinking. Deep and thinking. Thinking what? Whatever the so uh, rational thing. So if like you're in an argument with somebody, maybe just walk away for a second, go in your room, take a couple deep breaths, reanalyze what the situation is, and come out more pot and try to look at it more positive, something like that. Yeah, I mean that's more changing your 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 mood. Okay. Changing your mood, taking a breather, changing your mood, changing perspective, and trying to see things how that person see things okay yeah that's like little... looking at it from a different perspective than your programming and your conditioning that's tough i don't know I, f- I feel like how do you how do you do that do you do you learn to do that from being able to meditate and sit there i think that's a big part of it because then, then just when... practicing like when you're like flustered be like okay well like why did they do this and try to think about why they would have done it this way. Yeah, and like how did their how did they see their parents treat each other or how did their they see their dad handle that type of situation? And maybe ask them be like did you why did you do this this way? Mm-hmm. And then have them explain and be like, "Well, I took it as this." Yeah, seeing a different perspective. Oh. Shit, that's tough. But the, I think the meditation thing, I think that helps because you sit there and you, okay, your a thought's going to come through. Okay, that's fine. Let it go. Let it go. But then the longer you can sit there and just do nothing and follow your breath, then you can notice what thoughts come into your brain. You can notice a little bit more instead of just reacting to those thoughts right away. So I think that's a a way to change a perspective is get good at that. And I also think like if you are having a conversation with somebody and like you, like I said before, you say back what you heard, that can change your perspective. Yeah, because I'll I'll hear it all the time. I'll, I'll see a situation go down. And a person who saw it, I'll see that person tell someone else the story. Mm-hmm. And they react, reenact it in a completely fucking... I'm like, that is not how that happened. And you're obviously, you saw it that way, though. Yeah, because they're like, oh, like their emotions are involved a certain way or they amp it up a certain way. And be like, they didn't say it in that tone. or Yeah. Okay, hey, Timbo, Callan Navarre is here. How do I escape the negative programming of toxic parents? Any tips on overcoming... That's one. How do I escape the negative programming of toxic parents? That's going to be tough. I mean, especially when you have a kid, you probably really, really see the programming you've had from your parents. But then if your parents were like, if your dad was just a douchebag to people and he just was a negative guy, he'd anytime he saw, sees someone successful, he wants to say something who just brings it down and they're just negative. Mm -hmm. That shit wears off on people. Oh, for sure. And I think, like, you can't expect to change overnight. Like, it's going to be, like, noticing it at first, and you may may still react the same. And then slowly, like, catching yourself or then apologizing and coming back a different way. Like, it's going to take a lot of effort. Because mm-hmm. 
because those those like neural pathways in your brain have been formed since you were infant and they're deep so it's going to take a long time to like create new ones yeah yeah fuck uh my computer just died so i have to pull these questions here this one these are my most these are the most recent ones now so we'll get to those other ones in a second. Sorry, I lost train of thought. I'm a little bit uh, right. Didn't you have zooted two more out questions? from this weed? Did what? Didn't you have two more questions? And you have three questions. For what? No, she had just said about masculine. All three of us. Oh, answered. okay, okay. I thought because oh. I, I, I thought you had two more questions. I was oh, waiting. No. Oh, I, I just it. wanted to hear your guys' opinion okay. on that. Okay. Because that was a good question. I was. I want some more Mariah questions. That is good. Think of some. Uh, Nick Boncella, <laughs> what is your opinion on energy drinks? Is coffee the best way and most natural way to get daily caffeine? I haven't been really doing any energy drinks in a minute. For a while, I was in the Celsius's, but they fuck my gut up. And they just make you feel weird. They yeah. just make you feel kind of crappy. Caffeine, I never really feel too crappy. If do I, do I think it's the most healthy way? Probably. It's the most natural thing. Buy coffee or tea. Share some of that knowledge you got about caffeine, because I thought caffeine was bad for the bones. I thought it was not good for you. Tell me it's good for your liver. I mean, that's just I just hear the shit from other people. Dan Garner was talking about how good it is. Uh, Andy, again, Dan Garner talks about coffee a lot. I think Andy Galpin does. Paul Check has a whole I think course on coffee. He's really big on the coffee. Um, that's so I think again. Though, if you fucking abuse it, it's going to be shitty for you. See, and I think I, we, going back to the earlier with me cutting back on smoking, I think I abuse coffee a little bit because I do notice whenever I'm caffeine the fuck up, my emotions and anxiety are way higher. And I probably don't notice it with the weed because I've been such a heavy smoker for so long that being sober, I'd have to go, oh, whoa, <laughs> didn't see that. But with caffeine, I do notice like if I... <sighs> I think, too, with the caffeine, when you're getting caffeine and there's three pumps of corn syrup in there and there's just this huge spike in oh. sugar, too, I think that, that has a different effect with the caffeine than just some clean caffeine. Hold up. Two months without Starbucks, I have been drinking clean coffee. Yeah, but what creamer? Uh, it's a it's there is four grams of sugar, but I only put a small amount and I do the and I whisk it and that shit makes it. But Fire. I was pretty good, actually. Was it good? Yeah. And. And I've been re doing really good, but I use a lot of the powder when I make a small amount of cups. So I'm like, man, am I making this just extreme fucking amount of caffeine in small amounts? And you already get the, the beans previously grounded, right? Yeah, it's from. But when we learned from that one guy, that was pretty cool about how all coffee's made. So that's why I'm like, this can't be. It says good stuff on the coffee one. Yeah, it, if you like it, you like it. Yeah. It's um, so good. Is the best way to. Wait to get yeah if you're doing what is it 400 milligrams that should be the max you take in a day and if i rarely even get that much but if you're sucking down two energy drinks 300 milligrams of just probably fake cheap caffeine with a bunch of other preservatives in it and you're sucking down one of those and then you suck down another one later it's not going to be good for you it just can't be no and then if you're doing it past like one or two it's going to impact your sleep and then you're going to feel even more tired the next day so you're going to rely on that caffeine and then you just start relying on the caffeine and maybe just drinking your coffee on an empty stomach and not eating like protein rich breakfast and that's gonna just mess up your blood glucose and which is gonna make your emotions unstable hormones everything okay hello puff daddy here how can i how can i get my girlfriend to be hornier whisper sweet nothings into that ear more care <laughs> 
I think just ask her though. Like, what do you? Well, you've experienced it, haven't you? Yeah. And what do you say? We just talk about it, like, yo, what turns you on, you know? And then just and go then from there. Are some girls just not that horny? A what is it? Asexual or a or no? But no, that? not that. Not, not, not nothing that. crazy like that. But just they're like, yeah, I have sex sometimes. You know what it right. is too? What if that girl's just going through shit? You don't even know. Mm-hmm. That could happen that too. Could, and I think that, that some bean. girls maybe not are not as horny, but also like girl sexuality is very shameful. So it's like you're not supposed to be. You you don't want to be known as a slut or a whore. It's like you don't. That's a bad thing. So it's like even coming across boyfriend. as like a bad thing. If even with your boyfriend. Yeah. And like you have to really trust that person. And but maybe like the Sex with Emily podcast is really good just to like get different ideas and communicate about it and make it maybe more about her. Maybe even though you guys are in a relationship, maybe it doesn't. It's not that great for her. Yeah. And maybe she hasn't really came. Maybe she has. Yeah. Maybe she's thinks being horny like that's bad because I got engraved in her Mm -hmm. maybe or she really hasn't got some good orgasms Mm -hmm. where she's like holy fuck that felt good yeah sex needs to stop being put on such a high pedestal and it's because of like the bad things that happen with sex but look at how you guys talk about healthy takes on everything else if there was a healthy um, bad things that happen with sex so like people who rape yeah underage sex all that bad shit because of that and I, I liked that one discussion the one time where it was like, oh, women are so hard to get for a guy and girls can get any guy they want. So that's why it's kind of more of a reward for a guy. I feel bad for girls that they get treated for sluts because they fuck a whole bunch of guys. Because, again, if sex wasn't put on such a pedestal and it was like a healthy thing and everyone was like, yeah, sex is a good thing. And, oh. But also girls probably shouldn't be just giving it up super easy because you need to keep that value of sex high be like no you gotta earn this i'm not giving you this for free it's something to be earned yeah like a girl you're gonna have sex with the first night can't that be for a guy too though like can't a guy feel no, like because that? guys just want it and if it's just free every time they're gonna devalue it but if they find a girl that's like not giving it to them that's like more of a challenge so you're gonna like that for relationship wise yeah what do you think man I think, I don't know. I think if it was looked at in healthier ways, people... I think so. But that Sex with Emily podcast is really good. Like, uh-huh. she's trying to do that. Yeah. She's and trying to make normalized, like, sex. And yeah, because, like, it. well, like, when you're younger, it's, like, such a bad thing. And it's, like, okay, get STDs. Or, like, girls, it's really bad because it's, like, don't get pregnant. Yeah. Don't get pregnant. If you do that, you're getting pregnant and ruining your life. And so- where does a young buck learn to have sex? No one does. Where where do they learn? They have to learn it from videos and magazines. They don't learn it from anybody they trust. Me and Brandon were fucking. Would it be weird if your dad came and told you like, "Hey, you need to fuck her"? Like, I am so glad. Well, that'd probably be weird. Yeah, but why would it be weird? But I think it'd have to be like a class. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Dad, but thank you. I'm so glad he never. That's that's awkward. Yeah, but that's what wasn't she saying that one pod? Like, you should be able to talk to your kid. Like. This is this isn't how you do it. This is how you treat a woman. Not like these pornos. That's fake. Yeah, because that's where kids are learning it now. Again, I think my, I would have been comfortable if my dad had came to me with approaching. Hey, it's okay to have sex. Have sex. Have health. Wear a condom. Be yeah. safe. Look at the, look at what if you don't do but, this. Look what this can drastically change your fucking life. Yeah, but what he's talking correctly. about pleasuring a girl. Like yeah. giving you tips on that. Well, yeah. that's never talked nah. about. Why is that weird? Well, it depends on your relationship to with your dad. To make a girl feel good. Well, yeah, but I don't want to learn that from my dad. 
No, it should be a from. class. I learned it from movies, other entertainers. Movies. Seriously, movies, entertainers, people. Titanic. Learned. I'm sole believer. A, you you value, you look at someone who has a bookshelf. He's got a bookshelf in his room. You think he's a little smart because he's got all those books read. Same, movies teach you shit that books teach you. Yeah, Same I, not shit. always, I don't yeah. think. But I think I that, think that so. means Hollywood programmed your brain. You got to be able to see past that and what's real and what's not. There's, hold on. There are movies. There are, hold on. There are movies that are scheduled to make you think away. And then there's actual realistic movies that will teach you something, a life lesson. So yeah, yeah just the same thing with a book. There's yeah. a Lord of the Rings book. There ain't no fucking wizards. And then there's your fucking dietary supplement books that are going to teach you yeah, real yeah, shit. The, the science, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, what would you do, Tim? How would you teach your son? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I would hate you if you started coming to me and saying, hey, look, son, if you flick your finger like this in her bean, it's going to make her come Why real. Why you make it weird, though? Exactly. I'd be like, yeah, yeah you what don't, the you fuck? You don't have to talk to him in that, in that sense. Yeah. Oh. But you could be like, teach him how to respect the girl. Give it to me right and, now. And, and remember. I'm your son. Walking in I, my well, room. I don't know that I would come do on. this, but, I, but I, you'd want to say like, hey, girls aren't like guys. Like we can go uh -huh. right away. Girls need to be warmed up. You need to be like, what you can't mean, just treat them like shit. What do you mean warmed up? You can't Dad? just stick your little boner in their vagina when it's not wet. So what do I do? You need to. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, <Tim. laughs> I don't know. I'll what? say, hey, watch this movie. Schmitty, <laughs> Uncle Schmitty <laughs> told you to watch it. It's called <laughs> The Lion. Like, what, what, what movie? Thanks, Dad. What movie American teaches you how to fuck? Shit. Cat House, back in the day. Shout out HBO. When you had to fucking sneak that shit. So I'd give him a cat house DVD. Yeah. Well, I think like she was saying in like other countries, like Italy or something, like they talk about it, so it's like normal to talk about. But like the class needs to be not like just demonizing sex. Yeah, like you're the devil if you do you do sex. Yeah. That's but and that's what like like kids are gonna have sex no matter what, but they don't know how to, and they're relying on porn to learn how. Yeah. And so you have never have girls coming because well, guys just think they're ready to I fuck think, all the time. I think we gain Tim, you weren't this bowl that you think you are now. You weren't just that day one. You had to get experience with each girl that you were with. And each experience that you had with a girl, you learned something new or different. Yeah. To pertaining on that woman. Well, and every girl's different. Exactly. Well, being with Mariah for so long too. Yeah. You're uh, and just her and her uh her listening to those podcasts and just being able to communicate back and forth, like what actually feels good for you, yeah. taught me like everything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I, like I said, that podcast, if that's what I would recommend, listening to that. Sex with Emily. Yeah. And But here's Sex the thing. All the things that you do <laughs> and know. Sex with I'd listen fire. to that. All the things that you do and know with Mariah would not work with another girl, and then you'd be like, huh. What do you think? Would they work with another girl? So, it might not be the exact same, but it'd be similar, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just preaching communicate with your partner. Yeah. That's it. True. Exactly. Yeah. Because like even communicating sex with your partner can be like awkward. Or, or, like yeah. it shouldn't be awkward. Or if your partner catches you jacking off, like <laughs> Yeah. And like that's what sex with Emily is just like, no, it's okay. Like for real. Normalize watching off. porn, being able to watch porn and still being in a relationship. Like for real. Normalize that. Yeah, but that what really if your shouldn't girl be doesn't like want that. Yeah, Schmitty. But it shouldn't be normal to where it's like that's taking away from your relationship. Right? It shouldn't. It shouldn't take it away. It should be healthy. Like if she's on her period and I'm all, I'm like, man, I got some frustrations I got to take out and let loose. And she's just like, no, she, it makes me feel like shit. Why can't you just like wait for me to be done? What? Go. 
Would you lie to her? No, no, just no. Lie. I, I can't this lie. This is the communication right here. This is. I'd be like, that stuff so, happens. You have to talk about it. Yeah, I'd be like, so I just want you to know that when I'm, is it the girls that I'm jerking off to that you find uncomfortable? That makes you uncomfortable. What is it that makes you insecure to where I can't jerk off? I want to be the one to make you come. Well, then, when you're on your period and I'm tent up and I ask kindly, <laughs> will you do it? And then I take care of you. I'll, I'll give you a body massage. I'll, I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> meet you halfway, baby. Uh, yeah, she'd probably say yeah. She'd probably and then say, we're good. No, then I'll put the porn it. down. She or Yeah, or she's against it. Well, if you want me to put the porn down. You'll put your hand on my You got to put your. <laughs> <laughs> or We got to meet halfway. This is communication and relationships. I'll it, give up the porn, baby. But, but then, would you give up the porn, or would you just go somewhere else? Oh no, no, lie? no, no! If she's if she stays true and committed, and I'm like, babe, and there's nights where she's on here, I'm like, babe, I am horned up. Can can you give me a blowjob or something? Like yeah, I'll give you. But what do you want me to do? You want me to do something for you first? Hour After massage for her first. Yeah, you want some? I'll go get you something. And then she falls asleep, and then what? And then he. Rips. I'm gonna remember this next time because <laughs> I'm going first. <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. Let's move on. Here. Can Schmitty, this is our brother Justin Lachey, real OG Shout out Justin. Can Schmitty start adding his cooking stuff to the YouTube channel? I've been adding it to the Snap, Jobin, because Snap's been popping off. I've been getting a lot more followers on Snap. And when I'm cooking, I've been doing it on Snap. YouTube, dude, people like my vlogs more than my podcasts, so I'm just trying to keep that going. The cooking thing, it's like I need to make I need to put it where it counts and where it's gonna matter the most right now and what I'm doing. I mean, yeah, on our Patreon, I mean, we got some damn good recipes going up. There's a ended lot Ended up on buying there. the lights, ended up uh, teaching Mariah kind of how to put the videos together, cook some up, and throw them on Patreon. So right now, there's a bunch of good recipes on that. But I'd love to see Schmitty. See, maybe I, 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 I would to love to see. I Patreon. would love to see some, yeah, Patreon, or just vlog it on your phone sideways, put it together on your phone, put it up to YouTube. I have done yeah. that. I have done that with my vlogs. I've had sure. vlogs where I've cooked in it. You know what I mean? I do, yeah. Yeah. We have a new one going this week. A new cooking vid? Mm -hmm. What is it again? The rice and chicken. Oh, yeah, the uh, fried rice. Yeah, okay. Okay, JP Cartagena. Tim, how much were you training BJJ when you were a blue and purple belt? How much do you recommend a BJJ lifer? Not necessarily someone who competes, train at the stage in their journey. I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's not your your main focus, then I would say three times a week is a good amount. A good amount. Two times a week, it's hard to get good going two times a week. It just is. If you can try to go three times a week, that's good. When I was a blue and purple belt, I was mostly focused on MMA. So I'm, I was focused on jujitsu still, but I was mainly focused on positions where I could beat up the person and damage the person. Some little bit subs from my back, mostly from my back. It was worried about just finding the cage and getting up. So just getting up from the bottom. Um, but that that yeah for that's interesting and wrestling here from you. What? Because seeing that you're this big black belt coach now, that's pretty interesting. Pretty cool. What is? You weren't. You were in MMA at the time, so your focus on jits not being there, and like you just said, three times a week is good. But you. Probably weren't even doing that, were you, with the MMA? Not just jiu-jitsu. Yeah, no. not just jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Wrestling, because it was wrestling. And it's just the MMA, the focus is different. It's yeah. different. Well, because like, I don't even think I knew you had your blue belt. And then we were going to get you promoted to your purple belt. Yeah, barely training the but gi not e I'd never even seen you in the gi. <laughs> I think that's those moments where we don't truly know. Something's happened to us where, like, what was it? Your jaw being broke or what? That stops you from fighting, I forget. 
Yo, I had a fight booked after that, an LFA fight, but then the kid pulled out the week of, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. So I just didn't even, wasn't like, I'm done fighting. I didn't even think of it like that. I'm just like, I'm going to keep training, getting better, helping the people around me. That was that moment where it was unfolding without you knowing, hey, guess what? You wanted life to go this way, but little do you know, a bigger, better thing is right here. Well, it was like always the plan, but it happened way faster than we thought it was going to. Mm -hmm. Because then you just started kind of teaching under tanks program then they're like we're shutting down we're like i guess we're opening a gym in a garage in In a a garage garage. yeah just really mats in a garage so why did he shut down they shut down because we were doing a split on the memberships and this guy this guy he he invested probably 200 300 into this gym and we were splitting the jujitsu program i think i'd get 60 percent. they'd get 40 percent of the members and they're just jujitsu takes a while but they wouldn't promote it at all. They wanted you to promote everything. I'm like, how am I supposed to promote it? Put a fucking flyer on the street? Yeah. So, and then they just, he's like, I just need money coming in and we're going to cut the program. Because there was only all like right. 20 people. Damn. Mm-hmm. Worked out good though. Yeah. Okay, Cole. Tim, do you think your Jehovah Witness programming <laughs> growing up still subconsciously affects how you react or think in a certain situations? Or do you think it has been long enough that it no longer is ingrained in you? Thanks for everything, brother. Colt, I think it's pretty gone. <laughs> no, it really, I really I is. I think you just hate holidays still, though. I think <laughs> it, it, it pops up sometimes, and I, 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 th- I automatically think about it. I'm like, how would I look at, at that back then? And it's different. Uh, holidays, I actually enjoy holidays, and we might do a Christmas tree. We might. I enjoy holidays. He's going to have like his first better. Christmas tree that really? he decorates. No, that's what I'm saying. Like You're more festive lately. Really? You like it better. <laughs> he does like it better. Four years ago, oh, he'd be like, what? This wait till like, you oh, see this point. complex on Christmas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's he's awesome, kept wanting the kids to like wear their Halloween costumes. Yeah, he's been dressing up as Santa here in a couple of years. Wait. But yeah. I think like the good things that come from religion, like you've kept, like you know how to have a good time. Like you said, growing up, you guys didn't really get to go do anything. So if you got to go have a, a whatever, go out with, your jehovah's witness friends it was always a good time mm-hmm. and you even know how to nothing even if you're doing nothing and like you said like your brother and sister are really good at that too like you didn't just be hanging out but you know how to like make it a good time and be positive they're super good about that and i think you've kept that that is so sad though i'm happy for you that you're able to make the good out of it but like bro growing up with holidays that's such a family oriented time of being around family and just the spirits of each holiday is different yeah, i bet yeah. well like as a kid it's like magical yeah like and i like my memories like it's not necessarily like the presents are like you're excited but it's like the memories you have of everything your parents did back yep. then like all the meals all the decorating like going to cut down a christmas tree like all those that kind of yeah. memories like i feel bad they're just like magical one. yeah yeah don't feel bad you, yeah because guess what yeah, yeah yeah you can do it now it's never too late <laughs> yeah okay um K K Merrick 406. Yo, Tim, any advice for making a big move from Montana to AZ to get better training? Just won my pro debut and coming to the Red Hawk grand opening off my fight purse. Right on, brother. We'll see you there and uh, maybe we'll talk there. Joey Schlongel. Schmidt should start hunting. I think he would like it. And also, what's your thoughts on simulation theory? I'm a curious Catholic man, but I was born into the religion, but the simulation theory really gets my attention. Uh, Schmidt hunting. I would, dude, I've already no. said it. I would love if we all, Joe Rogan did this with the hunting People, guy. 
People don't understand how much work hunting is Tell until you actually hunt. A little bit of what your dad did last weekend. My dad literally fucking, he's beat down. He's fucked up. His body's fucked up. His joints are fucked up. He has to hike 700 plus yards and quarter out this elk. That's hundred, like the whole elk's probably thousand pounds or more. He has to quarter it out, carry it over a snowy mountain, each piece of this elk. It's for an elk. Fresh powder snow, you would die. That's you for get an elk. So fucking gassed. I'm out. from I'm from fucking the Midwest, Missouri. You bitch. wouldn't even get There's one deer. quarter dude, out. We have point. deer fields, dude. You get in a tree, you don't fucking make a noise. You wait, you get up early, you go, you sit in a tree, you fucking camouflage, you sit and wait, you shoot the gun, baby. That's yeah. for deer. And then, and then that we deer just shows dude, up in your freezer, what all kind chopped of, up and everything. What kind of five star hunting level? Like, yeah, you want to go be crazy and go do some real crazy moose hunting type shit? Yeah, go have fun, go do that. There's levels to hunting. I can fish like I'm a good fisherman. I would love to see you try to bush the work it takes to butcher up a deer. The work it takes to be a good fisherman, to be actually a good fisherman. The work respect not that. Even, no, I do respect that. Quarter. Not even close though. For someone who's done it multiple different times, games, both fishing and different hunting. games. Yeah, but there's le- you need to respect fishermen too because yeah, there's do. levels to the game. See, they talk about this in the Ray Dalio book too. When you're talking to someone who has the more believability. Who, who, who is more believable? And it's whoever has the experiences and knows the most. So you're a big elk hunter. He's hunted before, though. Have oh, you well, hunted? I, never have I hunted. No, I, but that's I, what I asked. Have yeah, you yeah. So you wouldn't be the believable <laughs> yeah. one. Because he's done Dude, both. I feel like, are you a good fisherman? I've I'm probably sure caught a lot more fish than you. I don't do. think so, bud. I really don't think so. I grew up camping. I grew up fishing. I really don't think so. I bet if we did some fishing competitions, I would snag a bigger fish. I'd be I, like ice yeah, fishing. I, Is ice fishing I, count? Yeah, that would be fun. I would love to go ice fishing. Okay, would, but we're just so saying how much work hunting is. Like, mm-hmm. and Tim's dad and brother are super generous, and they bring us all this meat, and we're oh, yeah. very grateful for it. But like his dad telling us that story of by himself, powdered snow, quartering this elk, shooting it, having to drag that out. That's levels. You would die. It's that's levels. F- it's fucking, yeah. That's, that's levels. Mad. That's why I, I couldn't do that. That's why I, I would start out in my Midwest Missouri deer hunting, squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting. But you act like it's so easy. It's not. I would, would you I jump would on YouTube very, to gut it? Or I would take would it. I would learn how to gut it. I just could, like it I just learn. comes into your brain or do you YouTube you would, it? You would YouTube it. You'd find out. You can do things. <laughs> Bro, bro, you think serving drinks gets you flared up? Bro, try to gut a deer and you have to drag that deer two miles. You're talking about five star hunting compared to like, dude, there's, and it's hard to deer hunt. You got to know the wind. You got to know sense. You got to know times. You got to know area. There's so many things that you got to keep in perspective when hunting. And you got to gut it and pack it out. Yeah. Now there's a big (laughs) difference between a deer and an elk, guys. Okay, do we realize that? And, and again, we're we're talking about the believability again. Yeah. Someone who's never done it. <laughs> I would take the challenge of going yeah. to hunt an elk with you if that's what you want. Yeah. I would take on the challenge. It's not a challenge. We're just saying <laughs> that you need to admit how hard it is. It, I'm saying it's a, no, that's a five star hunt. That's a no. five. That's not a five star hunt. That's a normal hunt in Montana. <laughs> well, in, Mon- in I'm okay. Midwest deers, <laughs> Montana elk difference. Yeah, there's a difference. Okay, we'll move on from that. <laughs> Tim's uh, dad's masculine. I know, and I Tim's just this. Oh, he he can do this. I would love to see it. What fish? No, uh, elk hunt. <laughs> no, like he said he I just said that. I couldn't. He do just it. said yeah. I know, but I, I can fish. No, but we were just saying you you just said you could do what Tim's dad did. 
Ooh, I don't know about that. You I just, would take on the challenge. I would take on the challenge of trying to do it. I would, I would try to take that fucker <laughs> through the snow and get it to wherever I get. I go, this is hard. That could how be a hard? reality <laughs> show because it lasts 10 minutes. <laughs> this yeah. is so hard. But how hard was it helping me load my horse stall mats? Those were fucking heavy. You think that's heavy. I know. But see, then you and got some five. tools. Yeah, you get some tools to where you wrap it around the feet and you fucking cream, cream, and it just fucking pulls <laughs> <Yeah>. it up. <laughs> He's serious, too. You died helping me load those mats. I know. Hey, we would have an adventure going to that snow for that. <laughs> okay, <up>. we'll move <laughs> on. Here. The simulation theory, I'm not sure what that is. Where like everything's We're planned. living through a program. Like, like we're a computer already, game, basically. And it's just playing out right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's That's this crazy. new thing where like video games, so they only in a video game, it's not programming the whole map. It's only programming what you're seeing. It knows to do it, but it's only putting in you what you need to know. So like with the with that theory, it's like what do we what do we really render? Damn, I wonder if there's some smart people. I mean, there, I'm sure there is some really smart people out there that think that's true. That I'd like to talk to. Well, that's when you talk about destiny and things that are happening out of our control. That's when it's almost like, are we in a simulation? Or what is in our power? What's in our control? Because if like how, dude, before I met you and Sean, I thought life was over. You know what I mean? You just thought it was just this. My girlfriend, my, yeah, my girlfriend, like, I'm like, damn, I'm just gonna be working for a movie theater forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then things happen. It is weird. I would love, like I said, I'd love to talk to an expert, a really, a person who just truly believes that, who's a pretty smart person. That'd be scary. Well, because it's like, kind Whoa. of, yeah, because they think it's like a game and be like, oh, let's actually like release this virus and see how people act. Like the COVID virus, you know, and they'll be like, oh, actually, let's do this and see how they react. Or like, Jesus. what about people popping up in situations like in certain times of history? So like, we'll put this character in. Yeah, like, oh, this person's been unlocked now, so they're gonna learn this. Or like, what's the thing people call like a non-player or something? Yeah, Drew says for Mariah, do you ever want to have a celebration of love and relationship you have with Tim? Not a traditional wedding with vows and stuff, but like a gathering of friends and family alike. See, even just saying that, Drew. I I I mean that's for Mariah, so maybe I should let her a answer. Tell the truth. <laughs> Tim's getting cringy already. No, I'm just like let's have all these people come and hang out. Just we'll show them how much we love each other. No. <laughs> I never wanted that. I never wanted a wedding. Like if we were ever to get married, it'd be like just us. I never wanted a wedding. I never wanted any of that. Mm -hmm. What's funny? <laughs> you <laughs> because uh i see what you're saying like i get it it is courtney but like if you look at it at a perspective not everybody finds love and has what you guys have yeah and there's a lot of people that want it and then so in that moment uh when you're bringing two families together it's about bringing family together connecting those are relationships that's going to better your life mm -hmm. so those are the moments in our one time of existence that when before your fucking lights shut out You'll be glad you did. Just having that party, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. could see like a party, but I would not want every wedding that I've been to. Like, it just seems like everyone's super stressed. They're fighting. Yeah. They spend all this money. Then they're disappointed. The food sucks. The and then music they sucks. look and happy in all their pictures. And like, like you have yeah, like the really wedding. cool pictures, but it wasn't a fun day. And yeah. like they're talking to all the guests. Like they're not even spending time with each other, or they're pissed at each other because my hair doesn't look good, or this didn't show up. And it's like. That just sounds like a nightmare. Like, I do not want that. I've been to a lot of non-formal weddings, actually. 
like a lot of cool, fun themed weddings where we do it in someone's backyard or somewhere a cool location where, cause people feel that way. Like, Oh, we don't have to have this big stipulation of a big fancy wedding. We can go cheap and have just as much fun. Yeah. And I've been to many of those. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's like you have this big, you plan out this wedding. Yeah. Well, well, well let's just get a credit card. So $25,000. We'll pay it off. No problem. And then um, you hear people be like, I just can't wait till it's over. Yeah. And then like, it's over. I've been and then you're too. divorced two years later. Yep. And then it's like, I've been there. That was a good decision. Yeah. I, yeah. Shout out to my buddies that I've had to deal with that with. What advice, if any, would give your 23-year-old self? I've been asked that one before. Probably just, just fucking, if I could just keep going. I don't know. Back then, I would just say, just keep going. Just keep going. Whatever happens, happens. Roll with it. Uh, Daniel Mooney. Do you ever get a tight feeling in your chest from smoking some herb? Anytime I smoke one of those shitty pens or one of those crappy wax pens, I feel it in my fucking chest, dude. And it's just like, ugh. Like one of those cheaply made ones, just wax pens, just like, just feel it in your chest. It cannot be good. I don't, yeah, those are probably not good for you. And especially if the lab that's making it is not doing the right protocols to get the stuff out of it. And usually the weed that goes to the lab is not good weed. So I would not suggest smoking those. That's all oh. Brendan smokes. Just those little fuckers. That's all he smokes because mm -hmm. it's convenient for him. That's the pussies that they're talking about in South Park. <laughs> no, just kidding, Brendan. Uh, who has the lowest T level in the Jobin house? Oh, Tim, they're all going to say <laughs> me. Here it comes. Why would they say you? Because I'm fat. Who has, that like, has low energy? Do does does yeah. low T have to do with fat people? Well, yeah, because yeah. usually it? your hormones dictate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Well, I've, I've seen, like, fat powerlifters. Yeah, fat powerlifters. Yeah, but poke their belly. Like I, like a Tom, Seg not Tom Segura, Burt Kershire. Like, what, does he have a low T level? It doesn't might. seem like it. Well, usually, like, if you're fat, then your cortisol levels are higher. Like, your T goes down. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I didn't think Schmidt who's more masculine. <laughs> who's more masculine than you or Brendan? Who's more masculine? Well, that little fucker. So <laughs> he's little, right? He's five two, but he can lift more than his body weight. I can't do that. So what do you think? I can't lift. I yeah, can't but who's kind of like lifting. lazy? Just lays around, not a lot of energy. Oh well, that's Brendan. That's really? low T. Yeah. I think I'm more. I'm always con like Brendan. Brendan could totally be content with getting home from work, sleeping, doing, yeah. then waking up, playing some video games, and then going right back to bed, sleeping. Okay, this one's by James Suze here. Schmidt, would you ever bring your girl on a guy's night? I didn't know that's fucking allowed. Same. First of all, Sono. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that, like, if I get told by the boys, hey, it's boys' night, no girls, it's boys' night. You say that. I know I, I even question myself because I'm like, man, if I get in a relationship, would I do this? But right now, as of right now, I'm saying I don't think I would. <laughs> Let's it, see baby. when I get there. It's being in the moment, huh? I'd like to think I wouldn't. Bucci's G's, what's one piece of advice you would give to somebody starting their own business? Start small. Start fucking small and just be, hopefully you're just passionate about it. So when you're working on that business, it doesn't seem like work to you. It's not like, oh, I got to work and this is fucking stupid. I got to concentrate on this. If it's something you really like to do and you like working on it and you don't you don't even picture it as work, you just do it because you're interested in it. I think that's a good way that you think that you know business will be successful. 
like even with that drinks, I was like a little nervous about it, investing the money in the room, the drinks and all the car. But I just know in my heart it's going to be successful just because I'm also really into it, too. But we also started small. It's not like we got a whole new building with just that. And it's like just drinks. Like it's our jujitsu room also with memberships. Yeah, it was smart. In that so way. it's not just that. Like I always think of Hope's. Um, she had sourdough bread and she started just doing pop-ups at the coffee shop and that's how we found her and she would do farmer's markets and it was all just really good but then she did a brick and mortar store and she started getting really stressed out and like sick more because she had a lot of stress and dealing with the people and she actually just sold it so now she doesn't even have a business anymore and she was probably making just as much money baking out of her house once a week than having that storefront having to pay employees and rent and all, all that of that stress, stress. That comes with it yeah compared yeah, you, to just love and what you do yeah yeah you guys are really good at that because it's the same thing with podcasting people who want to start a podcast they think oh we have to have this huge fucking crazy podcast set if you really love podcasting you can start your mom and dad's basement with the least amount of things to get it going literally yeah. get, you can get in 10 episodes see if you can keep going for 10 episodes like i said on my patreon video this morning most people are done before 10 episodes it's yeah. like you think you can do it but try doing it for 10 episodes at least. Yeah. And but you can start with the bare minimum. That's right. Just in a room. Like in uh, our house, it was like the extra room. And we put up this wallpaper and I painted letters to put Timbo Sugar Show. <laughs> that's like, fire. That's, that's fire. how we started it. Yeah, that's fire. And I look at you. We got to rapid fire these ones because we're getting, I got to teach these guys the boxing lesson next. Uh, what do you di like, dislike about living in AZ? I like that there's just good training everywhere. There's good athletes. There's a lot of people. So there's a lot of good athletes to train with. I like the weather most of the year. Um, and I like there's just tons of good food. If you want good food, you, there you can have any type of good food. Um, that's what I'd say I like about AZU real quick, Schmidt. The heat. You like the heat? The heat. Uh, that's the only thing that I don't really yeah, like. Yeah, the hard, hard, hard heat. Summers, but right now we're perfect. Jay, you like Phoenix? Yeah, I've been here my whole life, so. But, I mean, I've traveled a lot when we were traveling mm -hmm. and got to experience other cities, but I like, like, the slow pace of Arizona. So yeah. It's, like, laid back. You too, Mara. Yeah, I love it here, besides summer. If we could have, like, a summer home somewhere a little cooler, it'd be perfect. Okay, Kevin, how did you guys first meet, and when did you know she was the one? Met in college when we were 19. <laughs> yep. I never really, never, there was never a day, like, she's the one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, we get along good today, and hopefully we get along good tomorrow. She wants to grow. I want to keep growing. If those ended up changing or she doesn't want to grow anymore, um, and she's just stuck and just going in different ways, then it'd be like, well, maybe we're not the one anymore. Well, and I think, like, we waited a long time to move in together and let ourselves grow up, and we also grew up together. Like, mm -hmm. all of our 20s, we grew up together, and we didn't know how to live together or with other people we didn't know how to communicate but we've just tried to grow and learn yeah yeah that's why it's like with marriages and it's like people get married so quick and then this divorce is just the worst thing oh div oh too bad you got a divorce oh it's too bad it's like these people barely knew each other they got married and their paths are going different ways so it should be okay to be like well hey this isn't working out great let's be done but i think but so no it's divorce I think some people like just jump to that like it's easy just be like oh well I got married and I got divorced like it's easy like and they think like oh I got married so now my life's perfect but like a relationship's always going to be work no matter what. Yeah but there's going to be a point sometimes where do both people want it to work. Yeah exactly. Do both people want to maybe um, what's the word 
you both have to want to work at your relationship. And if you don't, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then you get a divorce. Divorce. Oh, my God. I yes. also so think break up. the wow. faster you dive in to a relationship and the like more like if you're already hanging out all the time right away, I think that's really toxic. I think it could be really toxic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you have to be your own person still. Yep. Even in a relationship, like you have to have, have yourself yep. still. Okay, Quest, that's a longer question with the taquino one. I'll, I'll do another video here on Patreon and I'll answer that one. Um, we guys, we still got a lot. We still got a lot. It was a good pod today. It was. Thanks for having me on. Everyone's favorite, Schmitty. Yep, everyone's favorite <laughs> Schmitty in the world. <laughs> um, This one's for Schmitty with the ear surgeries and everything, but I have to get to this. I'm sorry. Uh, This one real quick. Tips on how to gas out so quickly. How to not gas out so quickly. Start BJJ for the first time and tips when I start starting BJJ. You're going to keep gassing out because all you have right now is your explosiveness and your strength. You're going to gas out in all these different positions that you don't even know are really positions. You're going to be guessing and just trying to explode and move. You got to figure out what positions are good to rest in. Because a, a lot of jujitsu, a majority of jujitsu is just being able to manage your your uh, your conditioning. Just be able to manage your efficiency with your cardio. That's a lot of what jujitsu is. Um, so just do more jujitsu. The more time you spend on the mat, the more your your cardio is going to go up for the jujitsu, and you're going to learn about positions where you can kind of rest and make the other person wear your weight. Uh, Callan Navarro's tips on cuttings. Tips on cutting the devil lettuce for chronic users. Whew. Yeah, I don't, I don't really only be know. able to smoke outside. Yeah, that's a good start. That it, seriously, if you are, I would recommend that if you're a heavy smoker inside and you're like, man, how do I just start backing off? Make yourself start smoking outside. So, small steps like that actually mm-hmm. do. Even I didn't want to at first, but I get it. It's, it I had to go. Ah, well, it's not my house. I rent Sean. I gotta follow the rules, baby. But at yep. first, I was like. Fuck Michelle. I was like, why does Michelle hate me so much? I'm not a bad person because I smoke weed. Fucking turn on some suicide boys. (laughs) Fuck. Dude, I got I got laid and I blasted the boys. Shout out the boys. Shout out the boys. Suicide boys. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. Hell yeah. And BLP kosher. There we go, baby. Oh, my advice, get a good ENT doctor. There you go. Boom. Short and simple. What the fuck is that? Ear, nose, and throat doctor. Oh, okay. For the for the Yeah, for the yeah. There you okay, go. Okay, guys. Uh, give our brother, brother Schmidt a follow on uh, what's your Snapchat? Oh, fuck. Ricky Schmidt 92. Ricky Schmidt 92. JX Soto, what's your, your follow stuff? JX.Soto. JX.Soto. And uh, Tim Welch MT, Mariah. You don't want to only fans. That's <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> Plug your OnlyFans. <laughs> it's a secret. Uh, Love you guys. Patreon.com slash Red Hawk Academy. Content going up there every single week week almost to 600 members on there and now there's a group chat on there that i love being active in and talking to all the boys and uh pop by the grand opening and uh say hi if you're looking to get a membership or if you're a member come on by if you're not looking for either of those just might as well not come on by (laughs) (laughs) all right ladies and gentlemen hit that like and subscribe button almost to 100k love you guys see you next week peace